Welcome to Spiritual Shit You Need to Know, a lifestyle podcast for millennial women, light workers, and spiritual badasses who are waking up, ready to tap into their powers, and own it like a true boss. I'm your host, Regis Cowan, spiritual entrepreneur and life coach, and my passion is helping women like you get out of your own way and step your mindset game up. Are you a spiritual woman who's questioning her life, wanting more meaning and purpose, and you're ready to live your most amazing life? Then this is the place for you. Your time is now. Let's get to it. In this episode of Spiritual Shit You Need to Know, I am talking with Tia Johnson. Tia is a spiritual lifestyle mentor who helps spiritually centered women who feel invisible and lost become radiant and found through unlocking their goddess energy. Tia is an international speaker, best-selling author, healer, witch, and podcaster. She has been seen in Huffington Post, Thrive Global, Create and Cultivate, radio shows, and magazines. She has also spoken at several conferences and events in Canada, Ghana, Bahamas, Mexico, and throughout the United States. Let's welcome Tia to the show. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode on Spiritual Shit You Need to Know. My special guest is Tia Johnson. Say hey, Tia. Hello. How are you today? I'm pretty good. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm so excited to talk to you today on the podcast so you can share your story and give us some insight about goddess energy and all the things that you're into because we love all the woo-woo stuff here on Spiritual Shit You Need to Know. Um, And I know that's what you're all about. So Um, so I like to start with, tell me a little bit about you. Let our listeners know like what it is you do. How did you get into spiritual work? Um, and then what's just like your personal story of how you got to where you are today? Yeah, it's funny when, when I think about it, I'm just like, where do I start? <laughs> <laughs> well, I am a, a spiritual lifestyle mentor, eclectic witch, a healer, author, speaker. And it started really when I was a kid, I would get uh, visions. I would get premonition dreams. I would know certain things before it happened. Uh, and it was pretty much a, a way of life for me. And I tell people often, I consider myself my uh, grandmother's apprentice because she was huge into dreams and and numbers. And she would cross-reference uh, things she would dream about and play the lotto and hit. So Wow. <laughs> <laughs> so I really picked up like dreams and interpretation and things like that from her. But yeah, I, I would just see things like uh, what I learned to be archangels later on. It, it was like a, a like a part of life for me. And uh, the way I I help people is that I help mainly, I work mainly with women. So I help spiritually centered women who want to live their truth, go from feeling invisible and lost to radiant and found through unlocking their goddess energy. And the invisible and lost part is invisible, invisible and lost to themselves because as you know, we wear so many hats. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, we are the the sister, the mother, the wife, or the um, the girlfriend, the aunt, the supervisor. We wear so many hats, and sometimes we lose our identity. We lose ourselves, and so that's what I do. I help them to reconnect with themselves uh, through their goddess energy and the goddesses. And all this really triggered after the deaths of my grandparents because. Uh, I wanted to search inward. I wanted to understand what was going on. And while I had those premonition dreams and things like that, I didn't know the exact name to them uh, per se. My grandmother knew certain things, but she never said which. She never said you know anything like that. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't until I started reading 
a lot after their deaths. And my grandmother actually appeared to me in my dream. She said, spirit has something to show you. And I saw a, a full moon and two crescent moons, which let me know I got some work to do to two crescent moons. <laughs> and um, yeah, j- just do a lot of reading and, and research and understanding. That's when I started to put names to what I was experiencing so long ago as a child. And that's how I got to where I'm at today. <laughs> so you said that in your dream, you saw a full moon and two crescent moons. And then you said, I have a little bit of work to do. So explain a little bit about what that means. Cause I'm sure some people are like, well, what does she mean by that? Yes. So uh, once upon a time, I was the friend who wanted to be there for everybody all the time, no matter what. And <laughs> that meant you end up being a welcome mat. And it wasn't that they were bad people. I just didn't have any boundaries. I just wanted to make sure I kept the peace, that I understood everyone's situation all the time. And uh, I, I just really wasn't letting myself be expressive. And also, when we are you know, out there in the world, we're trying to put our best foot forward and whatever we think that is. And, and that sometimes means watering ourselves down. So the, the work had to be a lot of self-reflection, just looking at what I truly want in life. I had a great childhood, you know, nice, great career, active life, but there was a component missing and that was the spirituality and me showing up as my true self. So <laughs> I ended up uh, wearing contact lenses. And for some people, it's like, oh, it's just contacts. But what I was doing was I was getting very stylish Versace glasses. I was paying out of pocket. You couldn't tell me anything. But really, <laughs> the word Versace was so big on either side, you know, like on the, um, what they call the part, uh, like the, the part you put behind your ear. That okay, yeah. Yeah, I couldn't see right or left. I could only see straight like I was a horse with blinders on. And wow. it was really just me hiding, wearing big glasses, big sweaters. And uh, so wearing the contact lens is like, okay, that was the first step of, you know, people really seeing me. And I decided to get the color blue because I liked it. You know, so I'm like, let me just try this out. And then um, when I was 30, uh, again, this is another pain out of pocket. And I say this because it's something that it's a choice that I had to make. I could have easily been like, oh, I don't want to pay for that. That's costly. Forget it. But I paid out of pocket to get my teeth corrected, you know, to be straight. Mm-hmm. And that really boosted my confidence. I mean, I was, I was uh, on uh, what, what was it called back in the day? Not a uh, Photoshop. <laughs> you know, Photoshop in my teeth. <laughs> yeah. And I was just like, I got tired of. It. I'm like, look, there are gonna be times I can't do it. Just get your teeth fixed. And it, yeah. it was for the best because if I waited, which would have been now five years later, my teeth would have started to crack and break off because I was chewing on one side. Wow. Yeah. So it started with the physical changes and then it ended up me speaking up more uh, for what I believed in and what I saw was right and wrong. Not trying to be like, oh, well, what about this? What about that? So it was really me focusing on the physical aspect, vocal aspect. And when I did that, a lot of women started to approach me and say, hey, that post you wrote, thank you for that, because that really helped me with with what I was going through. So me focusing on myself actually ended up helping others as well, you know, and you know, no no like, no comment, nothing like that. There are people who are watching. And so I I also do this for the people who are going through something in silence. So that that's the work that needed to be done. Awesome. Awesome. I love that. We have such similar stories. It's like 
mind boggling. Like some of the stuff you're saying, I'm like, oh my God, that's me. Oh my God, that's me. <laughs> like having dreams as a kid and growing up, you know, learning about dream interpretation, like that's mm-hmm. partly my story too. So when you said that, I was like, wow, my mom and my grandma, most of the women on, you know, in my family, we all grew up kind of like with dream interpretation. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, we never ever said, you know, the word rich or anything like that, Mm -hmm. but it was just one of those things where this is just a gift you just have. Like, it was just so normal to me. So people who don't have it, I was like, I don't understand. What do you mean? You don't remember your dreams? People tell me they don't remember their dreams. I'm like, how can you not remember your dream? Like, right. There's so many messages. (laughs) Yes. And same thing. Like I would dream certain things and they would come true still to this day. Um, you know, so I was like, wow, we have such similar stories. And then when you said your grandparents passed away, mine was when my grandmother passed away. Um, and I was very close to her when she passed away. That's when kind of everything shifted for me. And I really started to dive into the spirituality. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm like, girl, this is like a mirror image here. Like, <laughs> You're on the same path. <laughs> yes. Like using your voice and not being the doorman. I'm like, oh, my God, I went through all that. <laughs> right. It's, it's so easy to do, too, because. You know, I like I do have a fiery spirit, but really I don't I don't want any confrontation. Like, let's talk about it. But sometimes the gloves have to come off and we have to find that balance, you know, between being, uh, you know, a, a pacifist. And it's like, hey, look, we don't have to really go there. And like, you know what? I'm about to tell you what time it is right now because you don't cross the line right. <laughs> too many times. <laughs> yes. And it's OK for me to speak up for myself. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Some people just don't understand that. I love that. I love that. And so now you I know you have a seven day detox. So let's talk a little bit about detoxing your life, because that's something I like to talk about, too. So what are some of the challenges or things that you're seeing um, that people need to detox their lives from right now? Yeah, that's such a good question. Uh, The main thing really has to do with people, uh, because I mean, it's easy to say social media but it, it's it's really the, the people because sometimes people have known someone for so long. Like, oh, you know, that, that that's my boy or my girl from grade school. Mm-hmm. You know, I know them. Or, you know, we've been through so much. Or, you know, they helped me with that one thing. And you, you got to remember, like that saying, saying goes, it's um a season, you know, for some people. Some people are there for a lifetime. Some people you really don't owe anything to. And we just had to remember that sometimes certain people are just there for a couple of months or a year to teach you something, for you to teach them something. And you really got to remember that. And also, and sometimes people don't like when I say this and some like a guy years ago said, I didn't agree with this, but I in a way, categorize my friends. There's the VIP list. Those are the people mm-hmm. who I'm vulnerable 100%. They know everything about me. And it's like about three people. <laughs> right. And then, then there's like the outer realm, which, you know, pretty close people. You know, you share a couple of things with them, you know, you go to brunch and things like that. You share little tips and things like that. And, you know, and then you fan out, you know, to acquaintances, just business people. And it's important to do that because now it's easier for you to detox from people or at least just keep them a little bit at bay. Like when we eat, you know, cheese fries, we, we know it's not good, but we don't eat it often. <laughs> <laughs> so, you, right. right. You hang around with someone who's like not the best person. Maybe they're a little bit of a pessimist, but, you know, you check in on them every now and then like that. So I would say definitely it's people. Because everything else falls in the line. When I hang around certain people, I forget about social media. You know, oh, yeah. so it's really the people who you hang around. 
Yeah. And so being mindful of that and, you know, when people say like you are the company you keep, sometimes mm-hmm. that's true. Mm-hmm. You definitely morph into them. The conversation changes for real. I have some friends, they are all about, you know, talking about money and stocks. And then I catch myself thinking, yeah, you know what? Huh, let me think about that for a minute. Right. <laughs> the conversation is so different as opposed to, oh, you know, Johnny cheated on me again. I don't know. Should I, you know, and I'm not bashing anyone. It's, I'm just saying the conversation is different when you hang around different people. Yeah, absolutely. And we need to be mindful of that and who we're hanging around. And if you need to detox yourself from some people, um, let's talk about that. Like, what are some some people that maybe I or you or whoever we should be detoxing from? Like, how do you know if you need to detox your relationships with certain people? Oh, I love this question. <laughs> so... <laughs> And in my, um, I think it was my second book, I talked about the three groups of people you need to know. The first group of people are people who want you to succeed no matter what. So these are people who give you the time, energy, money, you know, resource, you know, whatever they can in their capacity. They may, they may network, you know, connect you with someone. They may, uh, you know, support your business or, you know, just give you money. Like, hey, man, I see you doing good things. I don't have much, but here's $50. Something like that. They want you to succeed no matter what. Then you have the second group of people who want you to succeed, but not surpass them. Okay. Mm. So they they may give you a like, they may say, oh, you know, that that's cute. You're doing something that's, you know, okay, that that's cool. All right. But they tend to drop the ball on you when you need them. You know, they tend to be a little bit flaky. And then the third group of people are the people who don't want you to succeed at all. And I always ask people, when I would host workshops, who do you think it, they think uh, which group is the, the most dangerous group? And people would say group three. And I say that's not true because those are people, you know, they're mm-hmm. you know, the haters. Group is group number two. I was so, going to say two, probably. Yeah. Those are the ones I feel the most tension with. I'm like, mm. exactly. Because <laughs> they will help you because, you know, it makes them feel good in a way like, oh, yeah, you know, I helped them with this little thing. But then when you start to do really good, now they have a problem. Now they say they will help you and they don't show up or something happens. So that's how, how you know. And and once we start to be around these people and do things with them, we'll pick up on it like, mm, I can't really count on her. Mm, he says he's going to do this, but he doesn't really do it to the best of his abilities. But when he does it for someone else you know, he goes over and beyond. We notice these things. So start putting people in these categories, those who want you to succeed no matter what, those who want you to succeed, but not surpass them. And then those who don't want you to succeed at all. Yeah, I totally agree with that. Cause I'm like that middle group. It just, I know some people who I've felt that with like, "Mm, I don't know this person. They just, they think they say they want me to succeed and they look all happy and jolly on the outside, but in the inside, I know. Mm-mm. They brought right. against me. <laughs> I'm right. like, they really don't want you to succeed, like you said, and it's their own insecurities and things that they have to deal with of why you know they feel like they need to shut you down or not fully support you. Exactly, and and they forget, you know, when you are a genuine friend, like really a good friend, when one person succeeds. All of you succeed. It's not like a best friend is going to be like, oh, yeah, I got mine. You know, forget about you. If that's the case, and then they were really part of group two. You know, your really good friends are going to figure out a way to to get you a seat at the table. Right. So, you know, we got to really check that with people. (laughs) 
Yeah, absolutely. So I'm sure there's a lot of people that need to probably detox. And sometimes I think it can be hard. You know, if you like you said, if you've had somebody around for a long time period in your life or if you've grown up with them, Mm -hmm. you know, it may be hard to break that relationship. So how do you think somebody could go about, you know, doing that? Because some people are like I have friends and family members who are like, you know, you shouldn't just cut somebody off. And then there's other people who I'm like, no, hell no, I'm just going to cut them off because I'm done, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So I'm like, what, that, finding that healthy balance of like, do you slowly break the relationship off? I guess it depends on how toxic it is, you know, versus right. just completely cutting them off. Right, right. So there are some people who you can't get rid of, like maybe your grandmother and certain family people. Right. And and sometimes it's just, you know, she was probably in survival mode all her life and she doesn't mean harm, you know. So some people like that, you just have to see them maybe on Christmas, you know, a couple of times a year for a couple of hours. Right. So besides those people, uh, what I tell people is that they end up really getting the spiritual pink slip is what I call it. The more you start working on yourself and and putting out boundaries, they tend to phase out on their own. Now, do you have to do work like maybe not answer their calls or get back later to their texts, stop inviting them places? Yeah, you might feel a little guilty, but that's what's needed. So, you know, if you want to do something, just don't tell them. I'm all about playing stuff close to the chest when you have a new idea, when you mm-hmm. want to do something. And I have worked with people who... Once they stop saying like, oh, I'm so excited, you know, 10 days, Bali, once they stop posting like that, bad things stop happening because, you know, energy is real and people will see that and go, hmm, how's she going to afford going to Bali, blah, 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 you know, right. and that out there. So play stuff close to the chest. Don't respond to them, you know, just, or, or respond to them later. They'll start to get the hint. Don't invite them places. And if they call you and say, hey, you know, like long time, no see what's going on. Just say, you know, I've just been, you know, doing some self-work, you know, it's just, you know, crazy times. I'm just, you know, keep it to myself. (laughs) You know, you don't have to tell them the whole story. You don't have to explain anything to them. And the more you do that, spirit is going to give them that pink slip and they're going to leave you alone. Amen. I believe it. (laughs) I I like that. The spiritual pink slip, honey, you are out. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to need you to log off. (laughs) Yes. And so that just reminded me of um, protecting your own energy. So let's talk a little bit about that, because, you know, talking about detoxing and giving people the pink slip or slowly, you know, pulling away from them. I think that all kind of goes back to protecting your energy. Uh, But I'm sure you definitely have some advice on how we can protect our energy. You know, also you being a spiritual witch, are there certain things that we can do to protect our energy? Oh, yeah. So it starts off when I uh, get ready for the day, I would ask. So I work with different uh, uh, like deities, archangels, goddesses. I ask Archangel Michael and he's the chief protector angel to protect me. So you'll see a lot of cops and maybe even firefighters and military. They might have a little little um, Archangel Michael pendant. Uh-huh. I ask for that protection. He has his big old sword and he's just like, all right, back off. And also an easier one is to envision mirrors around you, but the reflective part facing opposite of you and like all around you, like 360. So mm-hmm. the idea is when someone's trying to send you negative, negative energy, it bounces back and reflects back to them. So that's what I like to do as well. And the third one is a protective golden net. 
So this is like goddess, you know, spirit energy, whatever uh, negative energy they try to send, it gets caught up in the net and it just disperses. So those are the three things I like to do. And it's sort of like when you have the brakes, the seatbelt and the uh, the uh, bed that pops out the steering wheel, you know, you have mm-hmm. these mechanisms to help you. So that's what I do from a spiritual standpoint, because definitely negative energy gets sent and that is real. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. So talking to angels or asking them to come and protect you. I love the thing about the mirror. I know some mm. people have had the the glue and the rubber ball effect. You know, they say if you're the ball and they're the glue, everything bounces off of you. So I like that with the mirrors, you know, to envision the mirrors around you and everything kind of reflects off of you. Oh, yeah. Sender. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Perfect. And so. Let me see. There's some other things that I know you talk about um, as far as detoxing, because you have a seven day challenge. Um, And so I know one of the things you said is relationships. But what about time? Did you say time was one of the things? Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. With with the timing, it's really about understanding like where you are spending your time. And you can also create like time blocks for yourself, for example, in the morning. Uh, really before I do anything, I spend a lot of time just in silence. So I would just be with my thoughts or I'll drink some water. It's very important to me to have that time. And when you think about it, you're looking at who are you giving your time to because you can't get that back. So if you're spending a lot of time on social media, try to go on pages with inspiration. Try to go on pages that give you you know, a little bit of education. So you, you really want to focus on the the time that you are giving away just as much as time that you are keeping to yourself. Got it. Got it. I was like, OK, I'm sure it's about time managing and where you're sending your energy. But I just want to double check yeah, <laughs> to yeah. see if we were on the same page. And then my other favorite topic is talking about money because we're all talking about money right now. And, um you know, like using your spiritual gifts to make money. Now, are you a full time entrepreneur? No, I'm a part time entrepreneur. Part time. Okay. Well, even so, a lot of people are, you know, concerned about how they can make money if they have, you know, a spiritual passion. You know, how can how can this work? And so I always talk about this because I know it has to do with your money mindset. Mm -hmm. So what are some things that you've had to go through, you know, spiritually to kind of level up your money mindset? Yeah, this is such a great question, because as you know, in the spiritual community, you know, we, we get uh, a response of, wow, that's expensive or, you know, this is God given. Why are you charging? And it's like, but that can apply to people who are talented in the sport, sporting realm. Right. You know, singing realm, you know. So uh, one, one, one of the mindsets I've been doing is understanding that money can come from anywhere at any time. Right. Sometimes we, we get caught in the oh, I'll do this thing and then I'll get money, you know, like the quid pro quo. But really, money is mm-hmm. energy like anything else. So I just think, you know, and I'm actually doing uh, some rituals now. I'm actually waiting for some uh, candles to come in as we speak. Uh-oh. <laughs> about this. And um, so, yeah, one is understanding that money can come from anywhere at any time. And the the example I give is thinking about all the celebrities who get offers all the time, right? I read somewhere that uh, Kylie Jenner gets a million dollars a post when she yes. puts on someone's product. Now she's not asking for that, right? People are wanting her to do that. 
So the, the more I think about it, you don't know where money is going to come from. So that's one. Two is to understand that money works for you. You know, it's not so much how much you make is what you do with it. I've known people who made six figures and, you know, they had to pay this and that. But there's other people who didn't make as much money and they had slightly, not like a lot of money to make, but they had more money to work with than the person mm-hmm. who had a lot of debt. So that's another thing. And then just from another uh, spiritual aspect is to, you know, you can work with like Goddess Lakshmi for abundance. You can really, you know, you get a candle. You can just concentrate on the flame. You can work with Goddess Kali. She blasts away uh, blockages to understand what is it about you and money. And one thing I learned about myself is in, in a past life, I had to escape. So I always had to have cash on hand to pay people off. Mm. Like, here, I got to go. I got to go. I got to go. So I was always afraid to put money other places. I needed to have it. I need to have the cash on hand. So, you know, focus on a bit of maybe past life research, work with Kali to blast away some blockages, Lakshmi to welcome in that abundance. We also had to be ready to receive that, you know, so that that's definitely what I would say is just understand money works for you. Understand money can come from anywhere, but also be ready to receive that. Yes, definitely. I totally agree. I think the biggest thing is, and just with mainstream media and just, you know, society and how we've all been raised and grown up is we don't really trust that money can just come from anywhere, you know, mm-hmm. out of nowhere. We've always been taught that, you know, you get a job, you work a nine to five, this is how you make money, you know, and if it doesn't make sense logically, then it's not going to work. And that's just something that we've been taught and we believe it. And so getting out of that mindset, um, can be a bit of a struggle. Absolutely. I, I did a, um, and I'm trying to think exactly what I said. I had to find it, but I did a, a like a, a quick spell. It's about a year ago for extra money. And then like my credit card company gave me like $3,000 extra. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> it, was like, it was one of those things like, oh, if you like, you know, stay here with us, we give you, but they gave me like way more money. I was like, well, all right, let me like, <laughs> you know, so you never know, like, yeah, like I would have preferred cash, but you never know, like maybe that was needed to go there and then it be used elsewhere. So that's what I'm saying. Like, you never know where it's going to come from. You just got to detach a little bit. I know that's hard because I'm an impatient person. I like to be like, yes, all right, too. like, okay, universe, you want to work a little bit faster here? <laughs> <laughs> Right. I've been waiting and waiting. Right. So, yeah, you know, you just never know where it's going to come from. Yeah. And to keep an open mind, definitely. Awesome. Let's see. So speaking of like, okay, if someone wanted to work with you, let's talk about that. How would they get in touch with you? Because I hear you talking like about money spells and y'all, if y'all follow her on Instagram, her Instagram is just so beautiful. I mean, all the woo woo stuff. I mean, you've got your sage and crystals and candles. And I'm just like, what does your house look like? Because I want to, <laughs> I need to set up my house like this. Like you have all the stuff that I love. Um, but like when you go into work with someone, do you all go through things like that? Like money spells and angels and crystals and things like that? It's, it's really per the person. Um, a lot of times, well, we start off with something that sounds like mundane, you know, we're working through blockages and, and what they actually want. Uh, for a lot of times it's women who they, they want to, to be in, in their, their time, their zone. A lot of times the kids are 
grown or at least older to a point where they can, you know, put food in the microwave and take care of themselves. A little right. Bit. So it's, it's really just understanding their unique power within. I was just having a conversation with someone yesterday where someone asked me like, how, how can you tell what your superpower is, you know, oh, as you're unlocking, yeah, this goddess energy. And what I, I noticed the women who work with me, they are sometimes kitchen witches and that's just women who are like really good with like baking and cooking. Their food is just different. You know, yeah. it's, it's like someone can bake a cupcake, like, oh, this is good. And then your friend bakes, bakes the cupcake and you're like, oh, this hit my soul. Yes. <laughs> so we're really just turning up the volume on their uniqueness. That's that's what we, we start off with. And then we dive into the candle magic or, you know, working with um, like an angel or a goddess, you know, things like that. So it's really just catered for the person because sometimes people are a little bit nervous. How do I know I'm working with this goddess? How do I know it's, you know, not a scary being? So it is really just a progression over time. But it starts with understanding uh, their mindset and then turning up the volume on their gifts, understanding that that's your power right there. Yeah, absolutely. Do you, would you say that most of the women you've worked with are just noticing nowadays or most women, I see this all the time. That's why I'm asking. Most women are like more in their masculine or they've completely turned off their goddess energy. Like, have you seen that per se? Mm -hmm. Yeah, you're a hundred percent right. Yeah. That's exactly what it is. It's just, and it's unfortunate because like you were saying, you know, society and things like that. Yeah. They really turned down their feminine aspect because they had to show up in a more masculine way for work because they had to show up and be strong in the household because they had to be strong for themselves when they're outside. And, you know, it's just so multi-layered as, as a woman. So yes, it's really them turning down their femininity, but not on purpose. It's not like, it's this whole like, ugh, you know, I don't want to be nurturing and soft and receiving. I need to be this power strong, you know, it's just, a mechanism that became imbalanced, but it was for them to get to where they needed to be. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I can definitely agree to that because I've noticed myself over the years, you know, being more in my masculine and, you know, quote unquote, working hard for the money. That's something that I have had to learn <laughs> to let go that you don't necessarily have to work hard for your money, you know, just be right. open and ready to receive it. So getting out of that masculine and being able to be comfortable being your feminine, I think it's definitely been a challenge for a lot of women. And I think a lot of women could benefit from working with you um, to unlock that goddess energy again. Yeah, absolutely. And and it's interesting because I was, uh, this was, yeah, it had been last year because we can't go anywhere, you know. And I know. Days, um, uh, it was, oh my gosh, what was his name from the shark tank? Uh, Kevin O'Leary. He was saying uh -huh. that in his businesses, he prefers to hire women because hmm. women know how to delegate better. He said women make uh, more uh, accurate forecasting as far as profits and, and things like that. And they are just all around better leaders. And he said when he has men run his businesses, they make these astronomical forecasts of profits. <laughs> you know, they try to do all this and all that. And he just said, you know, time and time again in his businesses, all the women ran businesses do significantly better than the men. So, you know, that also just certified what I've been thinking for so many years is that, you know, women by default are great delegators anyway, you know? Right. So, and then we have that, for the most part, that empathy fa factor, you know, we understand what's going on 
and we make room for that. Whereas sometimes with men, some things don't apply to them. So they just don't think that's important. And of course, I know it's not all men, but right. you know, it's, it's definitely different when it's ran by a woman. So we are great leaders. We can do this. I always tell people, you know, you had the ability to believe in the decisions that, that you make. I understand sometimes it doesn't pan out the way you want it to all the time, but that's okay. You can just tweak it going forward. And it's unfortunate because so many times in conversations, women are undermined, second guess, you know, why are you doing this? Why are you doing that? And it doesn't help over overall in the progression. So just know that we can do it. <laughs> Absolutely. We can do it. We do have, we do wear a lot of hats, but I, I think at the end of the day, we are, you just have to not, you know, overstep on how many hats you have, mm-hmm. but we're definitely wired, like you said, to be better delegators and we can multitask. Like that's just our God given gift. As a woman, we're able to multitask mm-hmm. and to handle all those moving parts. So awesome. I love that. So let our listeners know how how they can connect with you. So are you taking on clients as of right now? Do you have an open program? Like what are you offering right now? So I, I have a, a program that's going to be open next year. So people can get on um, the wait list. They can just you know go to my website and get on the um, the the, the um, newsletter. Um, mm-hmm. the, the program is uh, three three months, and it's all about like we were talking about connecting with your inner goddess, but also connecting with the goddesses to overcome blockages, get back in your femininity, you know, stay in your ground. And it's very detailed. Um, so that you can go to tiamariejohnson.com. You can find me on Instagram at uh, cosmic underscore, which underscore goddess. And yeah, that's, that's where I'm at. <laughs> and you have a podcast too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I that, that's what I do. Uh, it's so funny. I'm like, oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> Um, yeah, it's spiritual and empowerment living with Tia. And, um, yeah, so I, I talk a lot of, um, things that apply under the spiritual umbrella and then empowerment, which, you know, it has to do with a lot of physical things dealing with, you know, your health concerns, um, dealing with your mindset. So I, I really marry the two in that way because, you know, we're multifaceted beings. So, you know, I, I provide that spiritual and, um, empowerment, uh, piece. Awesome. I love that. And then not to brag a little bit on you, but you also have written several books. So tell me like, what's your, your, I won't say your most recent, what do you think is the best book that someone who's kind of starting this path that you've written that you'd recommend? Oh, wow. That's a good question. I I, want to go to my baby, but I'll, I'll tell you the the (laughs) two books. So my, my baby is the to be goddess. Um, every woman is a goddess. Discover your domain in which you reign supreme. I know it's a long title, but I but I like that because <laughs> uh, I almost didn't write it. I, I was terrified to write it, and I was so I wrote it in 2014, and I thought maybe I write about angels because it's safe. Everyone knows angels, and I just heard so strongly, no, you need to write about the goddess. Wow! And what makes this unique is that the 13 goddesses in there, I work with them personally. There are channeled messages in there but I wrote it as a workbook. So literally it's, oh. it's, it's three parts. And the first part is just helping you to understand words and then the um, and then introduce you to the goddesses. The second part is all about you. So it's celebrating yourself, 
um, understanding what makes you you, claiming your domain, like I was saying earlier, you know, maybe kitchen's your thing because you love to bake and make people feel good with your food. Maybe mm-hmm. communication, like you're doing now, this is your realm right here. You know, so it's different things. And the third piece is helping you to uh, really live out your life like a goddess, dressing and speaking like a goddess and debunking a few things like, uh, you know, Friday the 13th just passed and 13th is not a bad <laughs> number at all. Right. You know, actually, it's so funny. Right. Like actually, you know, Friday the 13th is really about like sex magic and stuff like that. So, you know, it's all these things. And so that's why I said that that's my baby. And the second book is really about understanding your happiness. So it's called how to get to the point in your life. And it's not like a bougie, like, oh, let me tell you how to get to your point. What I noticed is that people were, you know, unhappy and uh, especially as an entrepreneur. So I interviewed women on all different levels, millionaires, uh, first year starter, somewhere in between. And I asked them, you know, are you happy? And what's your story? So if you want to, you know, get into that, you can go to that book. And if you want to dive into the goddesses and understand like, like what is your domain? Like what's that thing that people can come to you for? And it could be several things. And I'll I just wrap it up with this. There's also a part, um, I came up with the acronym BARN is boundaries, allies, resentment, and networking. And I talk mm-hmm. about three words that women tend to get called when they know what they want, they speak up and they take up space. And it's, um, I don't know if I can say this, but it's the B word, bitch. Of course you can. <laughs> well, I mean, uh, I'm in the podcast. <laughs> we say all kinds of words on here. Okay, go, go, go. So it's bitch, overachiever, and diva. And I break Ooh. down these words. Bitch was actually a sacred term. And and it, it was connected to uh, a couple of goddesses and overachiever, you know, oh, you don't need to be doing all that. And of course, diva. But default mm-hmm. is a great term. So I try to um, get rid of those negative connotations and then give women the history of these words and why it's important and claim it, own it. Here. I I mean, it. I'll, I'll take it. <laughs> yep, I'll take it. I love that. Thank you so much. I'm going to go on there because I'm like, ooh, when you said book and workbook, I'm all about workbooks. I love anything that I have to fill out or be interactive with. Um, and then we can get those on your website as well, too. Is that correct? Yes. Mm-hmm, yep. Or, or uh, Amazon. I, either way. Yep. It's on Kindle okay. and Nook and you can get it on paperback. Awesome. I love it. Awesome, Tia. Thank you so much for sharing all your knowledge with me and with our listeners today. And I will put all the links in the show notes of how to connect with you. Um, you guys can go on her website and also sign up for her newsletter for her next program, as well as her Detox Your Life seven-day challenge. And thanks for joining me again. I'm so glad we connected. Oh, it was my pleasure. I, I love good conversations. <laughs> me too. It's spiritual stuff. Too. I love all the spiritual shit. So yeah. this is perfect. Absolutely. Thank you. <laughs> all right, guys, we'll see you on the next episode. Thanks for listening to Spiritual Shit You Need to Know, the podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please go to iTunes, subscribe, and leave me a five-star review. Don't forget to sign up for your free Millennial Life Crisis Guide at bit.ly forward slash free crisis guide. And don't forget to follow the podcast on Instagram for more spiritual inspo at spiritual shit podcast.